0: Have you ever been a people pleaser or rule follower? If so, you'll want to stick around for today's episode with moi as I share how I've been working to overcome my desire to please everyone around me, giving up on my dreams to appease them, and how I've stopped following what others are doing to build their businesses so that I can build one expertly designed around everything that makes me awesome. Have you ever felt like there was something missing in your business? Something holding you back from the success you're seeking? If so, you are not alone. For nearly 20 years, that's exactly how I felt as a business owner. It wasn't until I discovered human design that it all became clear. And it turns out that I was the missing piece in my own business. Join me on this journey of discovering the real me and hear stories from other business owners building businesses around all of their awesomeness. I'm Young Pratt, and it's time, my friend, to amplify your awesome. On episode number 300 of the podcast, I shared the story of how I went from performing art studio to Dr. Content and celebrated another milestone on the podcast. In the episode, I shared my number one tip for building a business to amplify your awesome. What I didn't share was how I discovered the real me – after more than 20 years, and how you can do the same today on episode 314. Welcome to the 62nd and final episode of 2020. This year has been quite a roller coaster, yet the one constant and never-ending source of joy I've had through the year is this podcast. If you would have asked me back in 2013 when I first started podcasting if I'd still be doing so today... I probably would have laughed. Never did I imagine that podcasting would become such an integral part of who I am and how I show up and serve others. If anything, I love podcasting more than ever. One of my greatest joys now is helping you to amplify your awesome with your very own podcast. What's even more fun is to show you how to turn your podcast into endless pieces of content you can use to connect with more of the right people and that you can monetize. At the very end of the episode, I'm going to share something I've been working on to help you lean into 2021 and really turn up the volume on your business. Before we get there, though, I promise to share with you how I discovered the real me 20 plus years into my entrepreneurial journey. For the story to make sense, I want to take you back to my childhood. I was painfully shy as a child and disliked any type of spotlight. All I wanted to do was be like everyone else and fit in, which was a difficult task being a half-Asian kid with red hair, green eyes, freckles, and an unusual name in a town full of people that looked nothing like me. Even though I had a strong desire to want to fit in, I always wanted to do things my own way, which always took longer than if I had followed the actual rules. I was always experimenting with alternative ways to do things like making my own beaded jewelry instead of buying it. If you were a kid in the 80s or the 90s, you know what I'm talking about. I had so many beads, and the money I would make from babysitting or part-time jobs would be used to buy more beads and supplies. Beads on safety pins strung onto elastic. Beading on a loom to make intricate patterns, which actually proved to be way harder than I thought, so that didn't really last all that long. I'd usually keep these pieces for myself, but would rarely wear them for fear of standing out. Or I'd give the pieces away to friends, secretly wishing I could sell them. But I never did. I just didn't know that making things and selling them was a real thing. I dreamed of becoming a famous artist and a writer. To this day, I still have journals full of poems and short stories and lots of drawings. Having a short story published in a local writers' festival book and an award for a local art contest were definitely highlights of my childhood. No one I knew was a writer or an artist. Everyone in my life worked real jobs where they were expected to show up at certain times every single day. My mom usually worked two jobs. Even though I loved reading and new people became writers, it really didn't seem like a possibility for me. Instead, when asked by well-intentioned adults, I spatted off practical careers like teacher, lawyer, or doctor, all of which were always praised. I think this is why when choosing a college for myself, I headed to a place where I wouldn't know anybody. There was less expectation and pressure to build a life that those around me would praise. I went off to college just two weeks after graduation because I was done living in a small town where everyone knew me. And it was that first semester in summer school that I discovered dance at age 18. I set out to study pre-med at Weber State University. And in that first semester, I needed an elective class. So I chose modern dance. Though I was on the high school dance team, I had never really taken a real dance class in a real studio. It didn't take long before that dance class became one of my favorites. I quickly found that dance was home to me. It gave me the space and the freedom I needed to leave everything on the floor and express myself in a way that I had never done before. Dance brought me joy, It made me want to be the best version of myself. It became my playground, my laboratory, and my safe place to escape the rest of my college experience, which honestly wasn't so hot. The more I danced, the more I wanted to dance, which really got in the way of school. Oddly enough, it turns out that late night rehearsals don't mix well with 7.30 a.m. science classes. This was especially true when those classes were held in large lecture halls with professors that insisted on turning the lights off to the lecture using old school slide projectors. After meeting my family through dance, traveling and performing throughout that first year of college, I made a decision to stop dancing because it was getting in the way of academics. I reasoned that I'd have more focus on my real schoolwork without having the distraction of dance. I needed to get serious about my schoolwork to become a doctor because dance was no way a profession as much as I truly loved it. So I made a drastic move and left dance and Utah to transfer to the University of Nevada, where I ultimately graduated with a degree not in pre-med, but health education. Once in Reno, It didn't take long to realize that I was miserable without dance. I was actually doing worse in school without it, so jumped back in really eagerly. It didn't take long before dance was a main focus in my life again, and despite the fact that I had only been training for a little over a year, I was asked to teach dance at a local studio and was even invited to become part of a professional dance company, With dance back in my life in a big way, I was so much happier, which actually proved to be key to getting better grades. But I still wasn't ready to declare dance as what I really wanted to do with the rest of my life. I still didn't see it as a real career. I needed to be pragmatic, after all, and go out there and get a real job with my degree. From that moment on, I made a lot of decisions in my life that many people thought were crazy or really totally random, including my own family. I'd often get looks of pity or curiosity as I shared my latest plans. I did things like packing up a suitcase and a backpack to travel and perform across the globe. I took a position with AmeriCorps as a grant writer and health education specialist that only paid a small stipend. This meant that as a college graduate and world traveler, I moved back in with my parents. I called up the local college to ask about teaching dance when I couldn't find classes for myself to take in our small little town. I opened a dance studio with a partner because I knew I couldn't run the studio by myself and ended up taking it over completely after just three months. I strategically downsized my studio until I closed its doors after 17 years of serving thousands of students to build an online business, which of course led me to where I am today, being Dr. Content. I've rebranded this podcast four times to land on this version, the Amplify Your Awesome podcast, that allows me to openly and honestly share the real me. And the thing that's made this new season possible and has given me the space to open up and share so honestly is discovering my human design. I had my first Introduction to Human Design in February of 2020, and since then, I've learned more about myself than I have in the past 40. Since discovering that I'm a 4'6 emotional energy projector, I've learned that my gift to the world is seeing connections where most people don't. I have an uncanny knack for seeing opportunities, especially in a business, that most people just don't see. In this life, I'm meant to be a guide for others not the worker bee during my human design experiment thus far i've come to understand why my childhood was one of experimentation and wanting to do things my own way i've learned why my past decisions and experiences turned out the way they did both positively and negatively and i've learned especially that trying to do all the things in a business is so draining for me and not how i'm meant to actually live Every day, I discover more about myself and how to make decisions that support me, even though it may take longer than I want it to. I discover ways to work most efficiently to preserve the little energy that I do have. And I've discovered that I need to be patient as I wait for the invitations that I'm meant to receive. Learning my human design has literally allowed me to live life as the real me fully for the first time. And to fully live into this title of Dr. Content, where I now get to help people strategically use their awesome content to grow their businesses by reaching more of the right people. And interestingly enough, content strategy or strategic content mapping, which I do with my private clients, is exactly the same as choreographing a dance. Both start with a spark or an inspired thought or experience, followed by a series of actions that occur in any order and can include the number of performers or pieces of content, the journey on which you'll take your audience, including emotional highs, lows, the music, and the supporting characters, the resolution or the goal of the piece, whether dance or content. This collision of a seemingly diverse worlds dance and content strategy, Goes to show that past experience can absolutely lend itself to whatever you want to do next in your life. So, even if there's not a straight path, your experiences can help you build whatever it is you want to build. Understanding my human design has allowed me to fully embrace how the events in my life have unfolded. It's allowed me to see my gifts more clearly, and it means I can give myself the grace not to be like everyone else. Knowing that I'm not meant to hustle and giving myself permission to embrace the lazy ways in which I've been running my business, like systemizing and automating as much as I can, then delegating the rest, has been such a relief. And it turns out that doing these things the lazy way has actually been the most efficient way for me to run my business. Little did I know that embracing systems and automation years ago was exactly what I needed to support my projector self. It also explains why seeing the opportunities in your content and your message comes so easily to me and why I'm able to help business owners mine for the gold that already exists in their content. Have I discovered all the nuances of myself yet? (laughs) Not by any stretch of the imagination. Just when I discover one more facet, several more nuances arise, and I'm okay with that. I take what I need at the moment and know that when I need to learn more, all I have to do is dive further into my chart. If you're interested in finding out your unique human design, all you have to do is head over to today's show notes at youngprattcom slash 314. And I'm going to share my favorite free tool where you can discover your own human design. As we lean into 2021 and further into season five of the podcast, I hope that you're inspired to discover the real you using human design or really whatever makes sense for you so that you can showcase all of your awesomeness. In the new year, I'll be bringing on guest experts to dive into human design and how you can use it in your business to really amplify your awesome. I'm also opening the doors to a brand new program in the new year called the 1 to 31 Content Formula. It is not just another course you get and forget. It's an eight week experience where you'll implement a proven process to literally turn one audio or video into 31 days of digital content so that you can use it across social media. During our time together, you and your virtual assistant will implement a custom strategy for automating and repurposing your awesome content so that you'll never have to wonder what to post on social media again. How awesome is that? And that's not even the best part. I'm going to give you my exact one-page standard operating procedures, or SOPs, as you may have heard them called, To implement every single step in my repurposing framework so that your virtual assistant can do all the work for you. Why? Because I get requests just about every single day from business owners who want to implement my repurposing framework and they want me to train their VAs one-on-one to follow my framework. But here's the thing. Not everyone has the budget to hire me one-on-one to train their VAs on my exact framework. So if you have a virtual assistant, a VA, or you're looking to hire one in 2021, you can literally outsource these exact step-by-step SOPs right away. And if that's not enough, I have some very special bonuses waiting for you, including my signature program, Podcast in a Weekend, which will only be available inside the 1-31 to Content Formula, starting in 2021. If you don't already know, Podcast in a Weekend is my most successful DIY program where I show you how to go from zero to your own podcast in one weekend. Graduates have launched their podcasts in as little as four hours using this program. So if podcasting is on your goal list or your vision board for 2021, you can make it a reality when you get the one to 31 content formula. So much goodness is coming your way in 2021, and I cannot wait to share it with you. As this crazy year comes to a close, I really want to wish you joy and so much happiness. My wish for you is that you create a business in 2021 that is expertly designed around who you're meant to be and who you're here to serve at your highest level, making a global impact with your message. As we head into the new year, I invite you to come on over and let's continue this conversation about human design and discovering the real you. And if you want to know more about the 1 to 31 content formula that's coming your way in January 2021, come on over to today's show notes, youngprat.com slash 314. And until next time, my friends, I wish you an amazing new year and I'll catch you in 2021. Cheers. Thanks for tuning in to the Amplify Your Awesome podcast. Be sure to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any tips, tricks, or secrets on building a business based around your awesome. Hey, and while you're there, leave us a rating and review. Let us know what you think of the show. And until next time, my friends, go out there today and amplify your awesome.